Hi there, and welcome back to Faith for Finances. My name is Sam Piercy. I am your host, and I am joined once again by my very special guest, Dr. Kazumba Charles. He is the founder of KITV Network. And today, Dr. Charles and I are going to talk about some everyday aspects of stewarding finances. Welcome, Kazumba. Here we are. And uh, we want to talk about everyday money. Uh, maybe I'm going to put it on to you first of all. You know, from your perspective, what are we doing here anyway? First of all, it's an honor and a privilege to be here once again on your program. Wonderful program. And, uh, you know, um, what you're teaching, what, you know, what we're learning from you as we watch your program it is uh, really empowering us as a family of faith to know how to steward money, to know what to do with money, mm. what not to do with money, and uh, all those things, you put them in the package. That's why your program is so dynamic, and I believe that, uh, you know, for preachers like myself, we give the people the Word of God, mm -hmm. uh, and it's good and it's powerful, but uh, we need... Uh, kingdom-minded people like yourself who know the concept about living day-to-day, -day, uh, putting money into the application, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, you know, and what we need to do as a family. Because you see, uh, one of the things is uh, uh, if I squander my money, I won't leave the Bible for my kids as uh, their money. It's yes, yeah. it's a good word. It has got the content of the word. Actually, my kids will be like, Daddy, you are crazy. You only left the Bible with us. Mm -hmm. So you are teaching us how to be good steward, how to manage our money, uh, uh, you know, money minding. So your program is so special and very, very important to the body of Christ. I believe that when we Christians are educated at all levels, educated in the Word of God, educated in our faith and relationship with God and with people, and educated hmm. on how to handle money, I believe we can do exploits around the world amen. for the kingdom of God. Amen, amen. I just want to say one thing, though, because, yes, we are managing money, but before anything, we're managing our relationship with the Lord and with each other. And that as a community prospers, so do you, is really our key issue here. Because money throughout all of scripture, as you know better than I do, or as we all know, from Genesis to Revelation, it's what causes people to go astray. And I believe that one of the things that we have done as a disservice is we have been taught how to manage money. Yes. And really, the kingdom approach is managing our relationship with God. God wants it. He calls us into relationship. And, and he gave us everything. He blessed us. He empowered us to what? To produce wealth, to multiply. And so the kingdom mindset is multiplying. Yes. And yeah, we know we need money. But as soon as we buy into this idea of managing this limited thing, then our focus goes there. Yeah, that's true. And as we want to have our focus being our purpose, our priorities, the relationships, the community, and let that 
empower us to ask the questions and to bring Jesus right into this area that we've left him out of. And so, yeah, it's money. But really, in order to facilitate the renewing of our mind to not conform to the pattern of this world, yes. we need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. And we need each other. Yes. And so you're going to hear me talk about that a lot. We need community. We need to learn how to ask different questions. We just got to start talking about it. Yes. So let's talk about everyday, everyday money. Yes. On a day-to-day basis, we all spend money. So oh, yes. We talked before that maybe you would ask me some questions. So here I am on open books. We haven't rehearsed this, so ask me something that's on your heart. I, I want to ask questions. I want to ask questions. And the, the, the reason is, you know, God has given you the anointing and the, the ability and just the spirit to really teach on this topic and I just love it. I've learned a lot from the times we've talked to on the phone or just by watching your program. So my question is this. Mm-hmm. What should you speak to mm-hmm. believers or people like myself mm-hmm. uh, about concerning spending what we don't have? Ha, really good question. Because there's, a, there's this interesting thing about walking by faith yes. and not by sight. Now, the credit, we have been taught that credit produces debt, which produces bondage. And that we, yes, we all know that the borrower is slave to the lender. However, we also have two examples of the parable of the talents and the parable of the minas that started with a credit started with something so obviously what we've got first of all is God gave us his son he gave us the relationship so that we have access to the father and then he sent his Holy Spirit so that we have wisdom and knowledge and connect us to to people so we have that so first of all our debt is first to love yes and our debt is first to the father we got to really know that and we have to know who we are in that kingdom because the world is powered by credit and so Jesus also gave us the parable of the the unjust steward that's all about debt and we also have the examples of like Nehemiah Old Testament stuff there's so many examples of debt the one so you asked me what do we do so we don't overspend I think one of the things that we have to be careful of is is how we speak Mm -hmm. because there is therefore no condemnation in Christ Jesus and so we could say that as soon as you use credit you're overspending yes. but if you're intentional and purposeful it is an extremely powerful tool mm-hmm. so God gives us these examples yes. and the kingdom is multiplying yes the world's system actually takes the biblical concept of multiplication and uses it against us yes does that make does that make sense it so, makes sense yes so what do we do about overspending you know how do we do that we have to i i think it starts really with relationship and purpose and then being intentional so i do have a couple of diagrams because we want to make it simple so jen is um this amazing woman that, that works with me and i said jen we need something really simple because the financial planning world will tell us that a cash flow model is a 
advanced financial planning concept. And yet it's a tool to take what is not seen and make it tangible so you can be intentional. And to create a return on investment and to do some planning and to be able to use credit. Does that, so if we think, if we first, so we have to understand that the world we live in is credit. So we are all in debt to that system. And if we wear debt free like a badge of honor, it's really in, an indication of not understanding the world. Because then what happens is people take that out of context. And I'm not saying that we want to live in debt, absolutely not. But using credit to multiply and to produce wealth, which is cash flow, is what the banking system does. And many, many very, very, very wealthy people, they use it, but they don't use it the way we're taught. That's yes. the question. And um, so what do we do about overspending? It starts with, it starts with up here and being intentional, yeah. Yes. And, and you know, the reason I asked, and you've answered really well, okay, is good. because there was a time, um, my wife and I needed a car. Yeah. We needed a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of our friends mm -hmm. told us, uh, don't spend what you have, what you don't have. So sure. yeah. don't get debt. Yeah. So we're looking. So we had 3000 Yeah. We, we bought a vehicle. We just paid the money. Bought a vehicle that wasn't really nice. Mm -hmm. But because we did not want to spend, to borrow a little bit, we were told not to spend to, to get yeah. the debt. Yeah. But guess what we did? We bought we bought this vehicle yeah. and it was dying every day. Mm -hmm. We put in a lot of money to fix it. Yep. And then I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. The second time I was about to buy the vehicle, I did not ask. I went and got a date. Mm -hmm. I, I actually got a date um, uh, to get the vehicle. Yeah. And that vehicle has been faithful to us. It's like I spent less now on services and yeah. everything and the money. Yeah. So that's why I asked that question. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you're like, it's date, I'm not going to go there. But in the meantime, we're paying a lot right. to service what yeah. we purchase. With and, the, and the uncertainty and perhaps the unsafety and all yes. of those other kinds of things, which brings us back to our purpose and remembering that there is no guilt or condemnation. A $3,000 vehicle to put, put around town is probably awesome. But yes. in, in your work, you're traveling everywhere, you're taking your family with you, and a vehicle is, we always talk about it as being an a depreciating asset. Well, it's really a tool, kind of like your phone. Yes. It's not an asset at all. It's like your home the, that you live in is really not an investment. It's your home. Real estate is an investment, but your home is your home. And those are important things to do. So right away, you know, that actually brings up a really awesome point because there's, there's guilt. There's mm -hmm. shame. Oh, I have a debt. And then that is condemnation. You can condemn yourself. You can beat yourself up. You can feel like you're in bondage. And what you've done is you've opened up a, uh, a doorway. Mm -hmm. And then you don't want to tell people about it. And that's exactly what happens. And then you, you have a whole group of people running around that are ashamed because they have a credit card or because they have some sort of a debt. And then that breeds the opposite of that, which is the pride just I don't have any debt it's like okay well that's fine but you also don't have any access to credit potentially 
and understanding that these two worlds are totally opposite and that it's okay to use it because that's what the world is using in order to multiply the debt and yes. so as soon as we get our head understanding how the world of credit works and that how it, it it's done through fear mm -hmm. well interest rates might go up well you you want to lock in your payment like a lot of the messages that are taught yeah they they're subtle but we just get used to it and because they come from the bank we think oh well that's the way it should be well then step outside of that right and the bank is the one that determines the financial education in order to train their sales force in order to then sell their products and those products make money for the bank which gives them power right yes. so as kingdom people we have to understand that we are we can't take what God says and try to apply it to the same strategies that were taught by the world does that make sense yeah. right yes. so what we want to do is is understand the kingdom side and then take what the world's take the tools of the world and apply them over here yes and this is where I'm gonna keep coming back to community 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 because I'm gonna say some things and people are gonna go oh well she's just trying to get people into debt it's like no I'm trying to make sure that we understand that the world we live in to break through that guilt and shame and condemnation and to open the the conversation because especially what we've seen with this whole recent coronavirus stuff things happen so fast and what worked a year ago is not necessarily going to work a year from now right no. so even with credit right now the credit world is there's a score and what we've experienced is that that credit score is an open door for work for employment it's also an open door for some volunteer positions Wow. And how that score is determined is kind of a free-floating thing that's not very well published and it changes the sooner we talk about it the sooner we can start to share stories and the sooner we can start to ask some different questions so what a lot of people have been taught as good money management mm -hmm. is actually limiting yes their opportunities Wow. And that's why I'm going to say again and again and again, we have to do this in community. We prosper, we triumph, we thrive in community. We have to talk about it. And Jesus came to give us an abundant life. We need him more than ever in finances. We cannot do finances on our own. We cannot assume that what we have been taught is going to work for the next person or if it's going to work again yes. so uh, we've got houses we have cars we did a whole episode on, on car buying and how understanding the way we can multiply our assets and understanding that the the car dealership is in money there's they're in business to make money there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's great right because if they're prospering then they're hiring more people and then we have multiplying I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but be intentional yes. with it so hey, there's cars how do we do that there's one how do we buy houses is the next one 
You should do a show on how to buy houses. I'd love to do a show on how to buy houses because we've we've we we have been taught to go save money, <laughs> save for a down payment, and then qualify for a loan. Well, sure, that works for some people, but savings and real estate are two different types of assets. So how do we do that? It really comes down to this whole thing called cash flow. Yeah. And intentionally drawn, hand-drawn, because it's not hard. But we have to know what the gap is. We've got to know what we're working with. And then it comes back to what you and I have been talking about, your purpose and yes. your community. How yes. do we do this? How much money do we need? If you know how to calculate what a mortgage payment will be and you understand the 10 profit centers of real estate, then you can go, hmm, okay, who do we know? How do we do this? What can we do? And, and then we look at different options, right? Using, wow. using credit. Yes. Using credit doesn't mean that you have to have debt. It means that you could take like your $3,000, for example, and use that to create income like if you put that $3,000 into something for the network or for your business or something that was producing income, you could have had an asset, you could have sewed that asset into an income producing something or other and then had that go to um, pay for a payment, for example, on the bigger car. It's, way, it's how we start to shift our thinking, but um, I've always been saying, and now Joe, my husband, is always saying, it depends. And it, it does depend because everybody's different, right? The $3,000 yeah. car is fine for some people. For other people, debt is not good because they're just doing it because it's like, look at me, I've got this big fancy car, right? <laughs> and that doesn't work either. So, um, you want to say my, my last question. My okay, last go for question. it. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. My last question. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, would you educate us on, uh, you know, because others would borrow to invest or to put it into something that in return makes something as they are going. Like for example, with KITV, we needed so many stuff, we had to put so many money into it. And then we created a community, like you've said, community of broadcasters yes. that we've brought on. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, you know now it's paying itself and, and we continue as a community to take our, our the, what we're teaching around the world. Yes. Yeah. What should you say to borrowing to eat? Because there are those people mm. that borrow to go and eat. Yeah. Um, what, what, what should you say concerning that? Well, you know, it's a tough one because if it's all you have, then I would say, uh, I actually have a whole teaching on this. I think it's written in an article somewhere that would be free on the moneymining.com website. Um, it's about, knowing what you have and so if if what you have is credit and you need time to feed yourself to pay for the roof over your head to to get going then the best thing you can do is say thank you lord for this seed and but at the same time spend time with him to say okay this isn't sustainable yes. uh, but thank you for this and then do this. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got this. I know that there's so much income coming in or not. 
but there's so much going out because I've got to continue to put food on the table. I have to put gas in the car. I've got to pay for the communication. I've got to pay for this, that, and the other thing. You always start with what, what are the expenses that you need first? Because that'll show you the gap. So if you need $50 for food, then when you start to connect the faith to the site, then you can start to ask some questions because it's measurable. So four key words for this money mining method are measurable, manageable, scalable, and sustainable. And this tool, this cash flow forecast, is the tool that lets you connect the two. Now Habakkuk 2.2 of course tells us that you want to have it written, but if you start to think this way, then you can go, okay, I need 50 bucks, okay, it's on credit. Fine, because now there's gonna be 50 bucks that's gonna have a payment, it's gonna have interest. You can calculate that, I mean, people go, oh, it's 20%. Well, 20% on $100 is not very much, right? Even 20% on $1,000, so you just start doing the simple math and get out of the guilt, the shame, the condemnation. You need 50 bucks, you need 100 bucks, you need 1,000 bucks, you need $100,000, you need a million dollars. How you do anything is how you do everything. And I actually have an example that we will put on the website that you can download. We've got the template for sure. There are different programs where there's cash flow, there's Excel spreadsheets to start to, to make that connection. So what would I say? Is it bad to put it on credit? It's probably a lot worse to have no food. Mm. And God's given you access to the credit yes. and how we use it, I think is probably the most important part and how we, we pay attention to our heart and our thoughts because the world will use the credit to multiply hundreds of times, the hundredfold return. Yes. If we think that we're okay because we've got a thousand bucks in the bank, that thousand bucks will immediately enable the bank to produce $10,000 in credit, in loans, Yes. but then package each of those $10,000 loans to actually create about $100,000 wow. in debt. Wow. That's the mindset that we need to understand, and that's what I believe Jesus is warning us about. You cannot serve both God and mammon. There's this spiritual force that stops us because we are condemned, but my people perish for lack of knowledge and we, we multiply in community. We multiply even the, well, we can multiply our lack of knowledge when we yes. assume, right? We also multiply the blessings when we go, I don't know how to do this. Does anybody know how to do this? Who do you know that might know somebody that might know somebody that might know somebody? And then you can start to get overflowing benefits. I mean, look at the benefit of KITV yes. to all the ministries, to all the people, really around the world yes. and it starts with this little seed now you started it with a seed of cash yes. what, what if you'd started it with a seed of four hundred dollars worth of credit would that have been a good investment an incredible investment of course it would have been it's just the same so we have to understand the world that we live in and that's the part that I believe all of us need to get rid of our pride and say we don't know and what we think we know, we need to throw that on the table and say, 
okay, let's look at this again. Let's see how we can shuffle the pieces around and maybe we can reuse them and pull them together. Um, we can always... That's what you teach really excellent. You know, I've, I've had a conversation with you on the phone, asked you some questions, you won't remember these, and then you tell me, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Here's how you do it. You yeah. take what is here, yeah. put it just into this place here. Yeah. Know how to maneuver things, how to move things, and and yeah. you know I like that because uh, many of us are fearful. Um, uh, probably this will be my last question. I know oh. we're running. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, why is it important for us to overcome fear of spending <laughs> and what you're talking about right now? Because most of us are fearful. And our fear holds us not to move in faith yeah. and uh, put our seed down or yeah. into something, and then we're just scared. I don't want to get date, so uh, in in date, so I won't do this. Mm -hmm. And yet the opportunity comes to say, do it right yeah. now, and then you know God does. So what did you speak to fear? To fear, well, fear really nullifies our faith, and I think it's the greatest opportunity for us to realize how finances really are controlling or limiting or impacting what we are doing for God, bottom line. It's the biggest opportunity we have to bring Jesus right into an area that we have attempted to do on our own understanding or on the understanding that we have been taught by the world system. And so my, I'm going to leave it at that. We can talk for days more on it. Fear in finances is how we are taught. And as soon as there's an anxious thought or a doubting thought or an uncertain thought, bingo! Okay, Lord, I need to connect with somebody to pray about this, to get some greater knowledge, to reach out and look at it from a different perspective. So we have been sharing on everyday money questions and Dr. Kazumba Charles, who's the founder of KITV Network, he has been asking me, I guess is how we would say that. There's obviously, yeah, there's a lot more we can talk about. And uh, so we'll put some resources on faithforfinances.com that you can download to support some of the things that we've talked about here. And we invite you to take this journey with us. It's a process of being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that we are not conformed to the pattern of the world, but that we can able to discern God's good, pleasing and perfect will for our lives so that we can take all of this and multiply it for his glory, for his honor, and that none should perish. And so uh, we look forward to sharing more with you. We'll see you next week. Take care and God bless.